how many of us have been there? How many of us have dated clowns, you know, or have been the clown in the relationship and got caught up because we didn't discern. We weren't paying attention to the words that they were saying. We weren't um, hearing the things that we needed to hear because we were either deceived by their looks, their charisma. We were being deceived by the Teach her how to jump and how to stretch when she reach Like the angels do and you gon' make it through now Tell about the healer I said to the Father, I said, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that my relationship grows with you Take her Hey there, ladies. Welcome back. I'm Casey Alexis, and you're watching Being Eve TV. Y'all, thank you for joining me week to week. It has been so inspiring to see you all joining me every single week for a brand new episode. Y'all have been faithful. Y'all have been liking. You guys have been sharing. You guys have been subscribing. And I cannot thank you enough. And for those of you who have not made the commitment, what are you waiting for? Click that like, click the share, and then go ahead and subscribe. And also turn on your notifications so that you know when I drop a new episode, like I'm dropping this new hair. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Besides all that, I hope you guys have been enjoying the series, the ABCs of Faith series. I hope that you all have been blessed by it like I have been blessed by it. That series has literally blessed my life in many ways, especially if you have not checked out the last week's episode on deliverance, I highly encourage you to do so. That's one of my favorite topics. I am a proponent of living a lifestyle of freedom. I truly believe that is something that Jesus absolutely died on the cross for us to be free from sin and death, okay? Including death, that's right, because he died so that we may live. Um, even through the experience of death, we don't stay dead, right? We have an everlasting life in him and through him. And so even in that, we can find courage. Even in that, we can be encouraged. Even in that, we can be empowered, knowing that he wants us to be free, completely free from sin and death. And so I hope you check that episode out. But without further ado, I wanted to take a pause from the ABCs of Faith series to touch on a topic that I believe will be essential as we close out this uh, 2023 and as we go into 2024. And that is the topic of trusting the voice of God. That's right. Trusting the voice of God. How many of us as Christians have heard people say, you know, I've heard the Lord said, the Lord said to me, I heard the spirit say, um, I heard the voice of God. I heard God say, right? I know I use that term a lot when I'm speaking to people. And I often wonder if they ever say in the back of their head, like, so you hear the voice of God? What does the voice of God sound like, right? And so I wanted to touch on this topic because I do believe that's one area 
that some of us as believers struggle in, and that's hearing the voice of God and trusting the voice of God, especially when there are many voices on social media, many voices on YouTube, um, proclaiming one thing or another. And if we are not careful, if we do not have a strong foundation on what it means to hear the voice of God, what it means to trust the voice of God, we can get caught up and we can get deceived. It's just like dating, right? If you think about it, you meet a guy and he, you know, tells you things and he's sharing all these things with you. And if you're, if you're not paying attention to what he's saying, if you're not discerning, right, the, the, what he's saying, if you're not reading between the lines of what he's saying, you can get caught up. You can get deceived. How many of us have been there? How many of us have dated clowns, you know, or have been the clown in the relationship and got caught up because we didn't discern. We weren't paying attention to the words that they were saying. We weren't um, hearing the things that we needed to hear because we were either deceived by their looks, their charisma. We were being deceived by the, you know, the intercourse. We were being deceived by all of that, that we missed some of those red flags because we weren't paying attention to what was being said. And because we weren't paying attention to what was being said, we weren't paying attention to the actions that came along with that. And so just like dating a man or starting a new friendship, it is imperative to discern and learn the voice of God and trusting the voice of God uh, when we hear it, when we sense it, when we experience it. And so I really thought this topic was imperative enough to kind of pause on the um, ABCs of Faith series and to really push this forward as we exit out 2023 and go into 2024, because I do believe hearing the voice of God and trusting the voice of God is going to be very, very, very important. All right, so let's jump in. How do we hear? Well, let me say this. What is the number one way to hear the voice of God, know the voice of God, trust the voice of God? The number one way to do that is actually in his word. These 66 books right here is the absolute, absolute number one way to hear the voice of God, to know the voice of God, and to trust the voice of God. Why is that important? It's important because oftentimes as believers, as Christians, we struggle with picking up this book. We struggle with making sure that we read this book. We struggle with it. Why do we struggle with it? We struggle with it, okay, simply because our flesh, right? If we go back to the born again episode, and I believe it's episode three, 
on this channel, Born Again, the, tra the Journey of Transformation, right? We learned in that episode what it means to be born again, born in the spirit and not in the flesh. We also learned in that episode the battle begins uh, the battle against the flesh and the spirit, the desire for the flesh to do what it wants to do and the desire of the spirit to lead us and pull us into the truth of God's word and what God desires. And so our flesh doesn't want to do that, okay? Our body, our mind does not want to submit to the truth of God's word. And so you will often find yourself in a war to pick up this book. If you have not established a routine, if you have not established a commitment to pick up the word of God, it is a difficult process to make sure that you're picking up this book and you're reading it daily. Um, one of the key things that I always want to point out with the importance of scripture is when Jesus taught the disciples to pray the Our Father. He said, give us this day our daily bread. The daily bread is the word of God. How do we know the daily bread is the word of God? Because when Jesus was being tempted by Satan and Satan was trying to get him to, you know, turn the stones into bread, one of the responses that Jesus gave Satan was, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That tells me, that tells you that this daily word is the every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so therefore, if this is the word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, and it's my daily bread, it is imperative in knowing his voice, it is imperative in trusting in his voice. It is imperative to my daily walk to hear his voice through his word. So that tells me, Casey, the most important book that I need to pick up every day is the word of God. Whether I have it on my cell phone, whether I have it on my tablet, whether I have it physically in my hand, I need to pick up this book because it is imperative to my walk as a believer, as a Christian, to know the voice of God, to hear the voice of God, and to ultimately trust the voice of God so that I can be obedient in the things that he is calling me to do. Especially as a mother, right? I want to be able to train up my children in the way that they should go. We talked about that scripture so many times on this channel. And in order to train them up, I must know the word of God. I must know how to train them. I must know uh, uh, what tools that I can train them in and what to do. And the word of God has all of that and more. The Bible tells us, spare the rod, spoil the child. That means discipline is absolutely necessary in training up our children. The Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs, so many good uh, nuggets of wisdom on how to train up our children, how to uh, teach them, how to direct them, how to lead them. And if we're not picking up 
this Bible, this book every single day, we are missing out on an opportunity to hear the voice of God, to know his voice and to trust his voice. And some of you at this point who may be seasoned Christians may say to yourself, well, what about the gift of prophecy, right? What about the ability to actually hear the voice of God from within, um, which it sounds like your voice, but it's, real, it's not your voice. It's, a, it's distinctly different. Um, and the only way that voice becomes stronger and more heightened where you can discern that that is the voice of God is if you're spending time in his word, if you're spending time in prayer, spending time communicating with God through his word, through the power of prayer, will you be able to build that muscle up to begin to hear the voice of God through the Holy Spirit from within? Now, there are some people that have heard the audible voice of God. That has happened to me one time in my life that I can distinctly say that I've heard the audible voice of God. Now that does not happen too often. Um, that is very rare. Most people don't have that experience. Am I special in that regard? I don't believe so. I don't believe, I really do believe the reason why I heard the audible voice of God because it was a life and death situation and he was trying to save me from death. Okay. And so I think that's the only extreme reason why you would hear the audible voice of God is he, if he's literally trying to save your life. And that's just like, come here, you know, that type of situation. But hey, some people may differ with me and say um, something else. But regardless of all of that, I really wanted to heighten everyone's awareness that tunes into this channel. You see week to week, I'm constantly bringing you guys scripture. I'm constantly making references to scripture. I'm constantly pointing out verses. I'm doing that for a reason because there are many voices. There's social media, there is YouTube, there is the media, many different voices constantly trying to pull your attention pull your heart, pull your eyes, pull your ears, wanting to be an influencer, wanting to influence you. And so if they're not pointing you to be influenced by the word of God, run. That should be your primary influence every single day in your walk with Christ is the scriptures, is the Bible. That should be your primary influencer. What does the word of God say about this situation? What does the word of God say about this? What does the word of God say about that? That should always be your number one influencer. If someone is speaking to you about Christ and they're not pointing to the word, run. Okay, run. If you're in a church and they're not highlighting the word, they're not teaching you the word, they're not going into the scriptures to reveal the word to you, run. Run. Don't walk. Run. Our primary source of revelation should always come down to these 66 books 
okay? It should always be found in here. I don't care who it is. I don't care how long they've been a believer. I don't care if their name was Billy, Ga- Billy Graham Jr. If they're not pointing you back to scripture with sound teaching, foundational truths of who Christ is, if they're not pointing you back to what God has said, run in the opposite direction, okay? When I got saved back in 2001, for real saved, like for real, for real saved, like really living for Christ, back in 2001, I I started out my walk with Christ in a teaching ministry, and I'm so grateful for that. It was a ministry that really focused on the Word of God, really giving me a strong foundation in the scriptures, really pointing me back to the Bible, really forcing me to, not force, but really empowering me, I should say, to go to the Word, read the Word. I had a season where I wasn't driving a car. I was living in New York at the time. And so I constantly was on the bus and public transportation. And in that season, I read the Word of God. I was in my Bible every single day. I read chapters upon chapters upon chapters of the word, just really engrossing myself in the scriptures. And I thank God for that season because that did establish me foundationally with some great biblical sound truth. And I do believe that's something that is missing in the church today. We're missing teachers. We're missing the the, the five-fold ministry gift of teaching. I think that needs to come back um, strongly in the church right now. We have, you know, gift of prophecy. We have, those are the sexy gifts, right? Everybody wants to be a prophet. Everybody wants to be a pastor. Those are the sexy gifts that people run to because you get to hold the microphone and you get to be seen and known. Everybody's on YouTube. I have a prophetic word and uh, the prophetic word for 2024. My prophetic word for you for 2024 is get in your Bible. Get in your word, start reading, start knowing God, start understanding his word, start feeding yourself his scriptures, start turning back to his word. Some of you spend so much time uh, consuming content and you're allowing those voices to be the number one influencer in your life, rather allowing the scriptures to be that influencer, right? Allowing the Holy Spirit to teach you and to guide you and to lead you. And you're probably saying, well, Casey, that's an oxymoron. You're on YouTube and, and you're speaking to us and you're, you're pouring into us. Yes, but I know my heart. I know the motive. I know that I'm on here strictly because God told me to be on here to pour into women who may not have the strength or the wherewithal, you know, because we're always pouring out to take care of our homes. Women who are parenting with solely parenting with Christ. And, you know, sometimes it could be discouraging. It could be a lot. So I know why God sent me on here, right? Um, But there are a lot of people that have a motive to steal, kill, and destroy your future by pointing you back to them, by pointing you uh, back to them as a source, as as an influencer in the, your life to steal, kill, and destroy your future and to pervert what God has called you to be and to pervert you, pervert your home, pervert your family. And so I'm encouraging you all in this 
season, as we close out 2023 and as we go into a new year, to please establish yourself in the word of God. Please follow uh, teaching ministries like this one that's going to always hey, pour, pour you back into the word, that's going to always point you back to scripture, that's going to say, wait a minute. Uh, you want to hear the voice of God, the number one place that you'll establish that way of hearing him is through his word, right? Not through some prophetic utterance from some Joe Schmo that you don't know, that you don't know their lifestyle. You don't know what they're doing in their private time. You don't know anything about them, but here they want to be the number one influencer in your life. That's dangerous. With that being said, let's get to his word. I was I was praying and asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what is a great biblical character to highlight the importance of hearing the voice of God, knowing the voice of God, trusting the voice of God in order to be obedient? And I heard Moses. I heard Moses. And so I heard Moses because I spent time a lengthy time studying Moses, right? And so that's highlighting that. The reason why I heard Moses is I spent time studying Moses. I spent time studying his story. I spent time studying his life. I spent time studying his journey. And so the Holy Spirit pointed me to someone that he knows that I have studied really, really well. And you see, that's how the Holy Spirit works. The more you speak, spend time in the word of God, the more he will point you back to the word of God to ensure that you're not saying things that you have no understanding about. He's going to always point you back to the word. And so let's jump into the word. We're going to go into Exodus chapter three. And so it says, now Moses was keeping the flock of his father in law Jethro. So he was working the priest of Midian, and he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. So obviously Moses has done this before. He's a shepherd at this time of his life. He's working, he's putting his hands to work. He's not sitting down, you know, in a position of, hmm, you know, he's not doing, He's not doing any of that. He's working. He's simply working. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. So here's Moses working, putting his hand to the plow, right? He's shepherding sheep. And as he's working, an angel of the Lord appears to him in a burning bush, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. So Moses like, let me go check this out. This bush is not burning. So I don't know if Moses got any black in him, because you know us, we don't, we don't investigate. <laughs> so I'm wondering if at this point, you know, if Moses got any black in him at all. Okay, so Moses is like, let me pull out my you know, my fire here and see what's going on so I can see in the, because there's a burning bush, but the bush is not burning. And the Lord saw that he turned aside to see. So God sees that Moses is checking out what's going out. And God calls to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. 
And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look at God. So here's some things that I want to point out. God calls out to Moses and Moses says, here I am. At this point in time, God says to him, take off your sandals for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. And we know that Moses knows that this is holy ground because the Bible tells us that he came to Horeb, the mountain of God. So apparently this particular mountain, people have encountered God before, right? For them to call it the mountain of God, that means that people have encountered God at this mountain before. And so that's important, right? Because if Moses knows that people have encountered God at this mountain before, it's not strange, right, that he would encounter God at this mountain. And so when God tells him, take off your shoes, he knows that, yes, indeed, let me do what God has said, because this is, in fact, holy ground, because it is referred to the mountain of God. And God now says to him, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. You see what the Lord did here? He introduced him by saying, I am the God of your fathers, those who have gone before you, those whom you know, right? By way of tradition, by way of, because back then, um, stories were passed down through oral tradition by people speaking of the stories, right? That's how things were passed down. And so Moses knows of these mighty men of God, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because of oral tradition that has been passed down to him uh, so that he knows who he is, right? That's where his identity is as a Hebrew, knowing that he's come from the lineage of Abraham. And then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of the land to a good and broad land and a land flowing with milk and honey to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And now behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. So let's stop there. So God is telling him, listen, I am the God of your fathers. That's key because that lets Moses know this is the same God that has spoken to Abraham, that has spoken to Isaac, that has spoken to Jacob, right? Based upon that, he knows of the Abrahamic covenant. There's been a promise that God made to Abraham about having a particular land. He's made a promise. He's promised them this land. 
and back in the book of Genesis with Abraham, when the Abrahamic covenant was given, God also told Abraham, there will be a time that your children's 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 children will be oppressed in the land of Egypt. So everything God is telling Moses, Moses has heard based upon oral tradition, based upon the Abrahamic covenant, Moses knows everything that God is repeating back to him. He understands and knows, okay, this is that same God. And so Moses says to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? He said, but I will be with you. This is God saying to Moses, I will be with you. And this shall be the sign for you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel. The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to me, saying, I have observed you and what has been done to you in Egypt, and I promise that I will bring you up out of the affliction of the of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, a land flowing with milk and honey. God is giving Moses all of these words, right? All of these words. And Moses is taking it all in. He's okay, I'm going to go to these people. I'm going to say, I am sent me. He's asking all of these things. And God repeats back to Moses everything that he knows, Moses knows, based upon the Abrahamic covenant, based upon the things that Moses already knows by way of oral, to, oral tradition that has been passed down to him, that one day God will rescue them. One day God will pull them out of the oppression of the Egyptians and bring them into a land of milk and honey. So this is not the first time Moses is hearing any of this. Moses knows this, right? And God is also telling him, I'm going to confirm what I am saying to you by signs and wonders. I'm going to confirm it. When you go and you say these things, it will be confirmed that I am with you. That's why he says to them, I am that I am. It is going to be confirmed that I am has sent you. And so 
in chapter four, Moses is kind of like, oh my God, I don't know. I don't know how to talk. I don't know what to do. You know, he's being very human in chapter four. You know, he, he I, I hear you, God. I hear what you're saying. But at the same time, I don't know how to talk. I stutter. I have a problem. And so in chapter four, God gets a little frustrated with Moses. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, he's God. And he's like, why are you, why are you getting frustrated? I just told you I'm sending you. I just told you I'm going to be with you. And so Moses asked for more. And so in the asking of the more, God meets him where he is, right? He meets him where he is. He sends his brother Aaron along with him. He says, I'm okay. Okay, Moses. I'm going to send your brother Aaron with you. And I'm not just going to send your brother Aaron with you. I'm going to give you a staff. And this staff is also going to be a sign and a wonder to Pharaoh. This staff is going to also show Pharaoh that you are not standing there alone, but the God of heaven backs you. And it will be like you are God to Pharaoh because of the ability of, of Moses to walk in power and authority. So why is Moses such a good person to highlight? The reason why Moses is such a good person to highlight for this particular episode is the fact that Moses knew the voice of God because what was being heard wasn't the first time hearing it. You see, that's the, the amazing thing about knowing and trusting and hearing the voice of God is through his word. Because once you know the word of God, you will, when you hear it, you will trust it because you've heard it before. How did you hear it before? By spending time in his word, by reading his word. The Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So the more we hear the word of God, the more we spend time in his word, the more our faith grows and the more we know his voice when he speaks. Moses knew that this was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because of the oral tradition that was passed to him regarding the Abrahamic covenant. This was not the first time he's heard about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is not the first time he's heard about the Abrahamic covenant. So he knows it because he's heard it before. Faith comes by hearing. And so the more time we spend with the word of God, the more time we will know the voice of God. And the more we know it, the more we trust the voice of God. When he says, I'm going to send you somewhere, you're going to go because you have built a relationship. You have built up your faith in that relationship by spending time in his word and by knowing his voice. And so Moses is such a great example of that because here he is working. And you see, that was important too. Moses wasn't, you know, in a kumbaya hmm, moment. Like some of us like to think that we need to be sitting down. Hmm. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you'll hear the voice of God simply by working, putting your hands to work doing the things that he's called you to do in the first place, being a great mother, right? Taking care of your house, doing the everyday task, right? As mothers, we're constantly moving, we're constantly going. And sometimes we can get, um, you know, all consumed by our daily activities and say to ourselves, man, I didn't get to spend time in the word today. I didn't get to, you know, sit down with the word today. 
Put those earphones on while you're doing laundry, while you're washing those dishes. Put on the Bible app and begin to listen to the word. Begin to hear it as you're doing your everyday tasks. And I can promise you this, God will speak because he speaks through his word right? He speaks through his word. So Moses was just working. He was doing, and God spoke to him in that moment as he was working, as he was doing, right? You'll have your kumbaya moments. You'll have your moments where you're, and God will speak to you in those moments as well as you're journaling in your quiet time and all that. But when you don't have that because you're constantly on the move, because you're parenting with Christ, right? He knows that. He understands that. He still will pour into to you his word to encourage you to empower you to inspire you as you pursue him for your life and for the life of your children so i hope that this story blessed you i hope that you've gained a a strong um a sense of the importance of being in your word a strong sense of needing to be in your word daily even if it's not physically sitting on your lap but even if it's on your ears and you're tuning into a bible app just really spending quality time with god with his word in his word so that you can continue build up your faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And guess what? It's also a way of protection, right? You see, Moses was able to know that was the voice of God because it wasn't the first time he heard what God was saying. This is something that was passed down to him by way of oral tradition. So when God said it, it, was the, it wasn't the first time hearing it. So if someone comes to you and says something to you that you've never heard God say before, that's your light bulb to say, hmm, Thank you for what you just said, because we don't want to throw away what is being said, right? But we want to operate with wisdom. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. But let me go and pray on it. Let me go and spend some time in God's word. Because one thing that I know about God, when you are a child of the living God and someone says something to you that you've never heard before and you really spend time in God's word, he will confirm it. He will show you in his word that, yes, that was me. You know, yes, that was me, Casey. You can trust it or no, that wasn't me. Don't trust it because nowhere in these 66 books have I ever said a thing. Nowhere in these 66 books does that line up with who I am and who my character is, right? We also know the character of God through his word. We know what he hates. We know what he loves through his word. So I pray that this blessed you today. I pray that this episode has encouraged you to be in your word, to pick up your word daily, whether that is physically in your lap or putting the app on and just really even putting the app on while you sleep. I do believe that's also powerful as well as soaking up the word of God. So I pray that this blessed you and empowered you and encouraged you to pick up your word more, pick up your sword. This is the sword of the spirit, okay? That's what it tells us in Ephesians chapter six. That is our only defensive weapon as believers in Christ Jesus. So pick up that sword. All right, y'all. So let's go into prayer. Father God, I thank you so much for this time of just being in your word, learning how to trust your voice, learning how to hear you, learning how to see you, 
through your through the stories that you have given us through these mighty men and women of God. Father, I pray for everyone tuning into this episode, Lord, that we would fall in love with your word, that we will have a desire and a hunger to spend time in your word so that we can get to know you better, so that we can get to know your voice, so that we, Father, Lord God, will not be deceived by other voices, Father, trying to steal, kill, and destroy our hope and our future in you. That, Father God, that in the name of Jesus, we will be steadfast and learning the sounds of your voice, learning your character, learning your heart, learning what you love, learning what you hate, so that, Father, we can do the things that you have called and purposed us to do. Father, I pray for the strength of your daughters, that as they do life, that they will remember, Father, Lord God, that life is not done without you. Life cannot be life without you because you are the giver of life. Your word says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but you come to give us life and life more abundantly. And that life is in your word because your word says in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh. Father God, may your daughters seek after your word day in and day out, yearning and groaning to get to know you better, Father Lord God, above anything and everything else in this world that they will not leave without their sword in their hands, that they will not leave without being equipped with their sword. How do you use it, right? What good is a soldier if the soldier does not know how to use their sword, if they don't know how to build it, if they don't know how to sharpen it, if they don't know, Father, Lord God, when to pull it out and when to keep it in the side. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that your daughters will continue to yearn and seek after you and tune into this channel and channels like this one who continue to point them back to the word on how to be established in the word, how to learn the word, know the word, be equipped by the word, to be strong in the word, to be encouraged by the word. To be, Father, Lord God, everything that you have called and to design them to be through the word. Father, I thank you and I bless you. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, y'all. And I pray that you will continue to pick up your word daily. Take her Fire